0: How can England put their red ball ashes misery behind them? Just play some white ball. It's cricket. Only better. Welcome to Cricket Only Better episode 100 and 21. we're all about the white ball we love the white ball here and we're english go figure it's all we want to talk about this week isn't it sam collins
1: uh, england england the home of white ball cricket um we may also talk ashes though just to put this intro into context one day and 2020 though you're right is what we're primarily all about tonight and here's a man who's never happier in his pajamas betting top fairs, paul krishnamurti I say how you doing? Very well, Paul. All the better for hearing your voice. And a Yorkshireman who loves to play across the line.
2: SportingLife.com's Richard Mann. Hi, Sam. A straight back from me tonight, I'm afraid.
1: Why do I feel I feel like Sue Barker giving little lines in like that? The question of sport. Anyway, the whiteboard gags are coming thick and fast because we've got South Africa versus India in in a one day and an absolute belter of a T20 series between West Indies and England. We're going to tell you what's going to happen in both.
0: Plus, there's more wetting your appetite for the PSL. Full preview in next week's show is Tasneem Samakhan with an early look at the top trends.
1: Terrific. Run-ups are marked. Fielders are in the circle. Let's go. Just to be contrary, let's do a very quick Ashes post-mortem. We called it pretty much bang on throughout the series, if we do say so ourselves. But Richard Mann,
2: what did we learn as betters? The, the big takeaway from me was, we obviously know England's batting is very brittle, but, but I think just taking a punt on England's lower order, Chris Walks through the series, he top-scored twice. Um he actually only played in three matches, so twice from six innings. That's a phenomenal strike rate. You were getting above 20 to one every time. He's not going to keep that strike rate up, but nevertheless, he's worth a play. And then Butler and Best, at six and seven, they top scored on one occasion each as well. So while Root is a class act, he's not going to top score every time. And the rest of the batting is so poor, there's definitely value low down the order.
1: Okay. Ed Hawkins, Um, pleased you've taken some time out from ending careers on Twitter. Um, To join us tonight, what can England do going forward?
0: Well, after you admonished me for my uh, diatribe, I've decided actually what they can do is absolutely nothing. Why not just carry on doing exactly the same thing that they've been doing because it makes it extremely easy for us to bet on. And actually, if you look at the lineup that they finished with in that last Ashes test, that batting order isn't going to change a huge amount. Bairstow's obviously going to come back in. They're going to have to find one other opening batsman Uh, you'd have thought if they move up Milan but um, hopefully the trend will continue Joe Root's going to still be captain Ashley Giles is still going to be in charge and Chris Silverwood may get the heave home but they're in West Indies in March I do not fancy them to be uh, winning in the Caribbean at short odds most likely and then, then they've got New Zealand at home and South Africa at home and I wouldn't take them to win either of those series at the moment so carry on regardless please
1: Paul Krishnamurti, you enjoy watching England get pulverised um, with the rest of them. Um, presumably you share Ed Hawkins's sentiment. Yeah, well,
3: obviously, from a betting point of view, you know, long may it continue. They're a great team to oppose England. But from a more wider perspective, it's, it's just grim. I mean, I, you know, I'm a gambler and I don't like to get above my pay grade and try and talk too much about strategy. But it does seem like it's all very reminiscent of the... 80s and early 90s when I first got into this and got used, got accustomed to opposing England um, the years prior to Nasser Hussain and Keith Fletcher when we were just appalling and disorganised and always over, overrated in the betting I mean for several years we've been we've not had consistent openers as the Cook, even in his last couple of years he wasn't that reliable but he had no partners and we were reliant on the middle order to get us out of trouble all the time If you took out James Anson and Stuart Broad the last six, seven years, how many games would we have won? You know, we're a pretty terrible side. And I don't know. I just think it it needs total root and branch reform top down. I, I don't believe those players are really that bad. It has to be a management, strategic coaching issue. And I'd also say, I mean, why is it that, we have completely different red ball and white ball sides. No other country seems to have quite that divide. And, you know, we're going to talk about the T20 series later. You know, we're outstanding at white ball cricket. It doesn't seem to make much sense to me that we've got, that these players don't cross over. I this this image of a young Paul
1: Krishnamurti Getting himself into the mindset of betting against England back in the early nineties, like like young Steve Smith shadow batting, shadow batting. Um, right. Um, moving on. Moving on, after the Krishnamurti review, we're moving on to the white ball. Pakistan Super League starts January the 27th. Our team by team guide will be in show 122. So set your clocks, don't miss that. Quick outright check, though, before Tasneem Samarkand's trend spotting section. Betfair Sportsbook. First up, we've got Karachi Kings at 10-3. Peshwar Zalmi, 7-2. Last season's beaten finalists. Multan Sultan, the side that beat them, and Lahore Quilanders are both at 4-1. Quetta and Islamabad finish it up at 9-2. So get your notebooks out. We will be asking questions next week. Here is Tasneem Samarkand.
4: Here are the PSL trends to watch out for in 2022. Number one, the British Invasion. Since the inception of the PSL, numerous English internationals have made their way to Pakistan or the UAE. This year is no different. PSL 7 will be Liam Livingston and Saqib Mahmood's years. Livingston didn't have an exceptional year last year, but his English summer, combined with his growth as a power hitter, means there are several Man of the Match awards going his way. Saqib Mahmood's stats for the PSL are self-explanatory. He's taken 15 wickets at an average of 12.4, which brings us nicely onto the next trend, the Fast Bowlers Club. Fast Bowlers have consistently topped the wicket takers list with last year's record holder, Debutante Chanoaz the being a breakout player to watch out for. Vahab Riaz has brought the energy of his 2015 World Cup over against Shane Watson to his entire PSL career, having taken 94 wickets at 19.6. And Hasan Ali is a man who deserves mention, taking 25 wickets in the 2019 edition of the PSL. Trend number three: emerging nations players. So the PSL's odd slot in the calendar, in the middle of the Southern Hemisphere summer, right before the IPL, means that there has acted as launching pad. for for emerging players, which has worked out well for the league. Both Tim David for the Multan Sultans and Hazratullah Zazai for Peshawar Zalmi were platinum picks this year, which speaks volumes about their respective records and performances in the league. Singapore's Tim David took PSL 2021 by storm, averaging over 32 at a strike rate of 153. And Zazai, who remains prolific for hitting six sixes in an over, led his team into the final in the PSL 2021 edition and will no doubt look to go one further this year.
1: South Africa and India do battle on Wednesday and Friday at Boland Park in Pal. First game, see South Africa at 2.52. India 1.63 on the bet for exchange. Now a lowdown with Hawkins.
0: Thanks, Collins. South Africa are going to line up like this, we think. De Kock is back in the side. Opening with Yali Milan, Rassi van der Dussen, Bavuma, Hamza, David Miller, Marco Jansen, Fela Rabadi, Maharaja and Nagidi. India, they've got plenty of options. They might go with this. Dawan, Gaikwad, Kohli, Kael Rahul, Sky Yadav, Rishabh Pant, Shardul Thakur, Ravi Ashwin, or Yushachal, uh, spinner of Kumar, Mohammed Shami and Jasprit Bumrah. What is the PAL wicket like? Well, it's a pretty good one, I reckon. Three scores domestically in 2021. 295, 272, 298. All those scores batting first. South Africa beat Australia at this ground with 291 in an ODI in February 2020. That's the last ODI played there.
1: Good lowdown, Hawkins. Thank you. Richard Mann, South Africa have the wood over this depleted India side, don't they?
2: Quite possibly, Sam, quite possibly. I I made the case last week, didn't I, for South Africa in T20 cricket and I think in white ball cricket in general, they're they're an evolving outfit Um, and as we've seen recently, the test cricket's on the up as well. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing South Africa over the next year or so. Um, But India... Always in white ball cricket, they're a a mighty outfit to topple. Even though they're they're missing a few key players, there's quality throughout that side. This is the acid test, really, for South Africa. Um, I think it'll be a fascinating
3: series. Paul Krishnamurti, coming to your view on this match? Yeah, I I agree with Rich. I think it's a very interesting series. Um, and I think they probably are underrated South Africa, as they were in the test series. Especially given they're at home, and you know the toss could well prove very important depending on the conditions. Um, I mean, India respected, but getting back to what we're saying about England before, I can't help but think maybe we're slightly overstating their victory in England last year. Um, they, you know, they still looked in the Test series to be potentially vulnerable away from home to a moving ball, and that South Africa side is pretty strong. So I would say they'd probably start the. The, the value bet
1: strategy advice if we think it's a road do you just take a chance on first innings runs on the exchange or do we play both scoring 275 or more um this market seems to come up a lot and conscious that it's one bet versus two so how do we approach
3: I, I like both actually both both doing both um so let's assume that it is considered to be a road then i think whoever bats first 2.90 plus will be even money, roughly, at best. And we're talking 3.3, about two, seven, both getting 2.75. Or perhaps even better, although it's a short price, is 8 to 11, about both getting 2.50. Because you look back through, there haven't been that many games at pole, but you'll find Bangladesh getting 2.49 there against the 3.53 three for South Africa. Zimbabwe getting 228.00 um both of these sides have got deep batting lineups so i think we could well be looking at both teams getting 300 i mean that's been the general trend in 50 over cricket hasn't it 300 plus scores in you know, five to one both teams to get 300 that's not terrible yeah okay richard man thoughts on yeah, that yeah i have to
2: agree my inclination will be to play overs and i've i've marked a few of those those bets out over 250 and 275 just to put more meat on the bones really. I'd be a bit worried about, a little bit worried about both attacks against what looked like strong batting lineups. So for South Africa, there's no Nork He's been South Africa's best death bowler for a while now. Rabada wasn't doing that job for the Delhi Capitals in the IPL by the end, because he's proven quite expensive. Nghidi takes wickets, but he can be expensive, so India might have a chance of going big there. And then on the flip side with India, Bumra, exceptional at the death, but out of a few concerns about uh, Bhuvaneshwar Kumar, he was poor in, in the latest IPL. And third, uh, Shadul Thakur, sorry, he's hittable as well. So I think there's potential weaknesses in both attacks and and that should that should bring us big runs. Hawkins, okay, so you've got some top bat advice with win rates from the last two years for us.
0: Yes, your study period is last two and a half years. So we'll start off with South Africa and a really solid bet to kick us off. Yanni Milan, 25.8% win rate. It's the best win rate of any South African and you're getting four to one with Betfair Sportsbook. I think that's a good bet. Quinton Kock, one win and a tie in 10 matches. He's been boosted to 100 to 30. Let's see where his mind is at after he quit test cricket. Kohli, four wins from 21. He'll be boosted to 3-1 to one with Sportsbook. It's not enough. Darwin gives us a 4.4% edge at 7-2. But we might wait till game two because he's coming in cold. And before Paul Krishnamurti asks me, Rishabh Pant has two wins in 12. That gives us a very, very decent edge at 17-2 with Sportsbook.
1: Richard Mann, I've got a test for you. Um, Hawkins is the quizmaster, really, with the answer. But um, how many wins does Rassi van der Dusen have in that study period,
2: do you think? How many innings are we talking, Ed? Sorry. Twelve. Oh, three? Three? Is that a fair guess? I guess three as well. Yes, one. I'm disappointed.
3: He's been up in, in different positions, hasn't he?
2: He has. I am conscious the other thing about his exceptional average. I think it's 60-odd, isn't he, at one day internationals. He he does like a knot out as well. So you do have to bear that in mind as a better. I mean, it's a fantastic average, but he does like a good red inker, um, does Rassi. That's
1: a position of strength to like a red inker, isn't it? Um, anyway, um, do you bet him? That's the question.
2: Look, I, I rate him I highly. I was a bit disappointed in, with him in the Test Series, actually. Um, I think if he's going to bat number four, and he'd be one of those you'd have to wait nearer the time, I'd probably be keen on him. I'd be a bit worried about Dikot coming back here. He just had a, a child, hasn't he, and missed a bit of cricket. Um, so I think that what Vander Dussen do, does is he likes to play that kind of anchor role, um, and it doesn't always propel sides to massive scores, but I think if you were better, it can work in his favour. So... Four one is interesting. I, I, I do like Zabair Hamza if he gets the nod. I think he's a young player of, of real promise. So, working out the batting order, would, I'd probably want to do that before making a final decision.
1: Paul oh, Krishnamati, who boats your float out of that and who who do you dislike
3: as an option? Well, I dislike Coley. I wouldn't touch that at all. Um, and a note from previous matches at PAL that the middle order did pretty well. So, yes, Pant is tempting. Um, if he were to be picked, then fifteen to two about Shryas Aya would be interesting as well for India. Um, but I think that the real value for me in this is the man in the match market on some South Africans. Brassi's fourteen to one in that, as is Rabada, um, as and sixteen to one. Marco Jansen as well. Uh, I think they could all that. They're all big prices considering. Hawkins top bowler picks.
0: Another standout South African for you, Nagidi 3-1 with Betfair Sportsbook, I've got him as favourite, he has two wins and a tie in seven, that's not a study period that we get excited about, Robado has one win and one tie in eight, Uh, the thing is Nagidi consistently out-bowled him in previous years, both had uh, games out, Nagidi's had injury problems and when you say out-bowling, we're referencing Richard man, he's a wicket-taker. He may well be very expensive, but he takes wickets and he out-bowls Rabada in that regard.
1: Richard, then Paul, bowlers and any other bets that catch your eye?
2: Yeah, I would agree with that. I think Enghied is a wicket-taker. I, I think for this first match, I, I would probably advise a little bit of caution. I'd want to know how South Africa play the hand at the death. Um, I'm just not quite sure about Rabada at the death. And... If he if he blends his overs early on, it would make Ngidi a, a bet going forward. Um, so keep an eye on that one.
3: Paul Krishnamurti. Yeah, I'd in, endorse Ngidi at three to one. That's a good decent bet. And just quickly
2: for India, I think Bum was a definite bet um, at 5-2 to two for top India wicket-taker. Brilliant at the death, and I think he'll have to shoulder, shoulder a lot of that burden in this side. I've got a few worries about Buff Kumar. Not so sure about Shami either. He took a bit of a pasting at times in the T20 World Cup. Bum were at the death. He, he's deadly, and I think he wants back, back in here.
3: Yeah, I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd endorse that. Bum and Nagidi. Maybe do the double at you there. Um, what's that for... 14, 13 to 1 double. It's not bad. Um, one small bet cost my 6-4 to four. South Africa to hit my sixes could be a bit of value. Okay.
1: Um, thank you, guys. Up next, we're going to look at West Indies versus England. Best bets still to come. Saturday night, West Indies and England meet in the first of five T20s from Bridgetown Barbados. How England must be looking forward to that. Ed Hawkins, how are they going to line up?
0: West Indies are out without Evan Lewis, so Shy Hope and Brandon King look likely to open the batting. Nick Peran could well bat at number three here, so bear that in mind for your sportsbook top West Indies run scorer bets. Bravo Pollard, Rovman Powell, Drakes, Shepherd, Odeon Smith, Akeel, Hossein and Walsh. Or they could play Sheldon Cultural as an extra pacer, but we think they're going to go with two spinners. England Roy. Banton, Livingston, Moeen, Morgan, Billings, Garton, Jordan, Rashid, Mills, Mahmoud. Last two editions of the Caribbean Premier League at this ground, 150, busted only three times out of ten. Six of those games won by the Chaser.
1: Silly old me thinking it's England. I mean, it's only really Sam Billings affected in this, isn't it? Um, Sakeed Mahmoud might be thinking I should have been playing. Um, anyway. By the by, this is a cracking betting
3: heat, isn't it, Paul
1: Krishnamurti?
3: Isn't it always when the West Indies are involved? Isn't it always? Um, I mean, we were all talking about the Ashes. The Ashes was the big story last week, or South Africa India. I really enjoyed West Indies Ireland, and they lost 2-1 and struggled in the other game. I cannot believe that England are, if England, we haven't got the series betting, but they're 4-6 for this game, I think they're a class apart, and if you get 4-6 for the series, that's a top bet. Richard man, where's your money?
2: Yeah, completely that I mean, I think there's a a danger that you just think of England in the last last few weeks in the ashes. But as we know, white ball cricket, completely different for this England side. And I know they've got some players missing, but they had that against Pakistan last summer and they blew them away in the 50-over series. Like Paul says, they're a class apart and I'd be disappointed if they lost a game here, to be honest.
1: Okay, um, innings runs wager. I know the pitch record suggests will be stodgy, but England could really get hold of that attack, couldn't they, Paul? Um, how do we yeah. play the
3: market? Well, um, it does depend who bets first, I think, definitely. Um, generally, the way to play innings runs in the Caribbean is to go unders from the start and then overs at the death because you get a lot of boundaries at the death, but that, um, I wouldn't want to take on this England I wouldn't want to take on England really against that West Indies attack I don't see how they're going to restrict them um, obviously at this stage we're guessing what the line would be um, I would say if West Indies back first and you can get you can lay
0: 150 or more odds on definitely lay that Richard Hawkins, any standout top bat picks? Sure is Kieran Pollard. Insane win rate, nine wins in thirty, at thirty percent. You're going to get a minimum nine to two with Betfair Sportsbook. I think you may even get bigger than that. It's going to be an absolute whopping edge, particularly good when you consider Evan Lewis, who's next best. On this market in terms of wins, six in 26. He's not playing England. Roy has five wins in 21. He'd have to be boosted to 100 to 30 with Sportsbook for that to be a bet. And I don't think that is going to happen. Check Moeen Ali prices could well bat at number four and Sportsbook may not be alert to it.
1: OK. Um, Richard Mann, any batters catching your eye?
2: Yeah, with Ed, I'm I'm mad keen on Moeen, actually, in this match and in this series. I wouldn't be surprised if he batted three, actually, for a few reasons. England quite loaded with right-handers at the top of the order. And akila saying he, he likes to ball early on in the power play, the left-arm uh, spinner. I think Moeen would, would, would be a great man to counter him, left-handed batsman. So I will not be surprised if Moeen batted three. Um look, his performances in white ball cricket over the last year or so have been outstanding, particularly in the APL. Um, I think
3: he's in for a, a good series. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti, who do you like? Uh, I'd focus on the West Indies lineup and look for value down the order. Pollard's definitely interesting. and Powell would be interesting, but also look at Odien Smith, who can hit a long ball. He's gonna come in at earliest seven, maybe nine. Um, having said that, he does get promoted in the Caribbean Premier League, so maybe he comes earlier. But you probably get 33, 41 plus, And I could very easily see West Indies being bowled out here for 110, 115, and the market being one with 25.
1: Okay, lovely stuff. Um, success rates for the bowlers, Edward, who stands out for you?
0: Returning to Chris Jordan, actually, surprising. Uh, doesn't have a great reputation these days, does he? But uh, he returns seven in 32. That's the second best of any England bowler on this market. Adil Rashid is your top performer. He's got 11 returns in 31, but only five of those are wins. Mahmoud is probably an eye pick, given how good he was in the Big Bash League. Likewise for West Indies. Akil Hussain getting amongst those right-handers because could cause England issues. Two wins in a tie and 13. He's a burgeoning T20 career.
1: Okay, lovely stuff. Richard Mann, finish it off for us.
2: Uh, I'm mad keen on Tamil Mills here, actually. Um, very good in the T20 World Cup until getting injured. England balled him exclusively at the death through that tournament. You remember he, you know, he had a good time of it and he's been out playing in the big bash. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant for Perth, Scotch. 12 wickets, economy rate of 7.35. He's a brilliant T20 bowler. Left armors are always at an advantage in this format. And I want him onside in the England top bowler market.
1: Paul Krishnamarci, I couldn't deny you a final word.
3: Well, I mean, I'm a big time uh, Mills fan too. Um, and generally do backing for precisely those reasons. The only thing I say is I've got a feeling that they're going to lose a load of early wickets, West Indies. So, I'll probably swerve it because Saki Mahmood could be the man there just as well as it could be Tom else. Okay, done. Now, then, what makes the cut into our best
1: bets this week? Best bets time. We've got scores. We've got doors. We've got Ed Hawkins.
0: Thank you very much. These are your 2022 best bet Profit loss figures Early doors Scores on the boards Paul Krishnamurti Is plus 3.4 Richard Mann Is minus 5.5 And it's Richard Who gets the opportunity To go first
2: Right I'll kick off With two units On both teams To score over 275 runs In the South Africa Versus India ODI At 23 to 10
3: Okay I will have um, A four unit Double On both teams To score 250 8-11, Eight to eleven, and England to win the first T20 at four six.
2: And I'll have one unit on England to win the T20 series five nil correct score.
3: Okay, and I'll have um, our half a unit each. Man of the match: South Africa, India. Rassi van der fourteen to one. Kagiso Rabada fourteen to one.
2: And my final two units in the first T20 between. West Indies and England I'm going to have a unit on Tamil Mills top England bowler and a unit on Moen Ali man of the
0: match good luck to all concerned that's Cricket Only Better episode 121 all done and dusted betting.betfair has previews for South Africa versus India and West Indies versus England in the T20 series and next week we're doing Pakistan Super League team by team guide so don't miss it